podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to episode 107 from the Glasgow is Green podcast aka Guidepod. This is a Scottish Cup semi-final preview show and I'm Stevie and of course I'm going to be doing this alone. I'm here with Rizzo who's happily fighting the cold to join me on this one. What a hero you are John. Uh, hello everybody, thank you brother and indeed a hero. I've got the cold, not Covid, I've done two tests but I'm still here to give the fans the content that they deserve. And I even spoke to Ange and Joe Hartley. Everyone, you're going to be happy here because John's going to do most of the talking. I can't seem to go about 30 seconds without getting into a mad coughing fit. So the format of this one is likely going to be me asking John questions and John just getting off into a tangent and giving his wonderful expert opinions, which we all really treasure and appreciate. So there's a treat for you for the next 20 minutes. And as I'm a, an egomaniac, I'm obviously delighted about this. As you are an egomaniac, you must have been absolutely delighted, John, when I gave you the call yesterday to say we were selected, Gigpod were actually selected to do the semi-final preview with Ange today. Um, it was at last minute, we got the email at about three o'clock or something for the club, and it was very last minute before we got the link today. But John, you got there in time, and you spoke to the manager and Joe Hart. The vibe was good. They both seem like very determined to win and put up a good a good performance as you as you would expect of me. But no, I mean, and especially like you could tell that he's got his way of how he thinks we're going to play, and that's not going to change whatever personnel was playing or not. And like Joe Hart, he like was taking the game like obviously he's taking it seriously, but he seems to be taking it very seriously and like. None of the players are thinking about anything apart from Sunday. None of them are thinking ahead to the Scottish Cup. I mean, to the to the league situation because, like, we're close to winning the league title. But the it's real focus for the manager, and I think for the players as well. I mean, it was only Joe Hart I spoke to today briefly, but you can tell that there's a a real focus there to keep the run going. It's like thirty three games unbeaten domestically, and I don't think they want that to end anytime soon, especially against Rangers in a cup semi final. You know, for, for us as fans, it's okay for us to daydream and think ahead. But the players, you can tell, it's not just buzzwords, it's not just sound bites. The players genuinely are just one game at a time and they are only thinking about the next one. Like, they're not thinking about Ross County or the split or anything like that or the game against Rangers on the 1st of May. This is their entire season. This is a focus. And I do get the impression with this group of players that it isn't just, you know, generic media part. They do genuinely mean it. No, I think they do. I mean, I know like some of the stuff they usually see as sort of cliches, but sometimes the cliches are true, and in this occasion, I think it really is one game at a time. I mean, it's okay for us to think about like when we can win the league, and I can get in a panic if the league's not winning the last day because I'm going to be at a wedding and I'll miss it. But I mean, the players are not thinking about that. Obviously, they'll just be thinking about Sunday. I think that'll be a big like part of the build up as like just one game at a time. I mean. I think somebody asked Andrew Day if 
like if we lost the semi final, would that affect like what happens go in the next couple of weeks? And he's and he just sort of battered it away. And I don't think it would because the players are just so mentally focused on one game at a time. Obviously, I do think we'll win on Sunday, but I mean, I think even if we did have a setback, the players have got it in their heads just to get back on track and we'd go up to Ross County and put on a performance, which I think we'll do anyway. But no, I mean, I think that and that really is just like 100% concentration focus in this semi-final. So when you spoke to Ange as well, now he didn't recognise you, John, he didn't recognise that iconic coupon, but you did ask him about Gigi. Now the big man's going to be out, but Ange sort of gave you confidence, didn't he? And his answer that no matter what or no matter the personnel that aren't available, we're still going to keep playing the same way and every player is implemented and ingrained and they fully believe in that system after like nine months of hard work. Uh, he did unfortunately confirm that Gigi is missing for Sunday, but he'll be back for next week against Ross County. And he also said that David Tumble's available because I think people might not remember that he ended up walking off towards the end of the game last week. And James Forrest's back as well, so... I don't know, maybe he'll come off the bench. I mean, I know he's not got the best record against Rangers, but you never know. He might be useful if Rangers are hopefully tiring. But no, what I just said did give me a lot of confidence. I mean, when I did ask him, would that change things? Because obviously, Gigi's a different kind of player. For direct message or for Kyogo, that he's more of the sort of player that'll hold the ball up and he's better in the air than them. Although, Maida, or Maida, Maida, whatever I'm going to say, has scored a couple of headers for us. No, he said that we're going to keep playing the same way. We're going to like be pressing a lot. We're going to be aggressive in the ball. We're going to try and dominate possession and take the game in Angels. He didn't see that, but that's what I gathered from that. And no, that did give me confidence. I mean, I, I don't want to do the production yet and leave that to the end. But I mean, I'm fairly confident that we'll get the win. And I think that Ange's comments. I think if that's what I think after like speaking to him for like two two minutes. I mean, the players must really get hyped and built into what he says and really believe it. And when they showed that video, mind when they done that plug for the season tickets and it was Ange and, uh, and Hamden, where it's going to be on Sunday. It was before the League Cup final. And, like, the players must have been really hyped up to a frenzy after his comments. And you've got to imagine that that's what it's like every game, that he'll really, like, press onto them how important this game is and how he wants Celtic to play. And after speaking to him today, I really did like have a lot of confidence in the team. I mean, I already thought we were going to win, but even more so now. I mean, I might prove to be wrong, but I really think that Ange is building something big at Celtic. And I mean, obviously, I think what he says to and I'm leaving a journalist to the media people, I'll be different from what he says to the players, but I can imagine it's the same sort of... They say it's sort of meaning, except a lot a lot more intense, and I really think that must get through to the players, and that's why Celica are on this ridiculously good unbeaten run domestically now. He's a fantastic communicator, and that's a big part of his job as well. The fact that, as well, John, he's got two cynical old guys like us absolutely believing so much in him and buying into him to the point that I think you put out a tweet last week, and I fully agreed with you, that... I would say, John, this season, it's the most enjoyable Celtic team I've seen in some time, and it's the most enjoyable season so far, and it can only get better and better, and we have got, you know, the best manager for years that I can remember. Just the atmosphere around the club now, for the last six months, you know, it's almost like when we went to Ibrox, 
you know, all the fans, John, were completely behind the manager on the team. There wasn't any doubts and there wasn't a lot of groans and grumbles when that team was announced, you know. And it's just like getting into this game as well, you feel the same way. All the fans, the energy there, it's just all united behind the team and the manager. Um, and I know that you were saying that you saw that in the 16-17 season. If they weren't to win the Scottish Cup, would it still be up there as a, sort of, on a personal level? better for you than 16-17? Or does the fact that we won that treble sort of eclipse everything for you? Well, it depends really because we're we the one that treble and I don't want to go on about the Aberdeen game again. Although the way we won it was just ridiculous. A last minute winner. A typical Celtic, really. Um, I mean, it'd be as good in a different way because a lot of people wrote us off for the start of the season. I mean, I think even we did as well because last season was absolutely crap. I think the fact that I mean, back then, 2016-17, we just took football for granted. And because of what happened the last couple of years with the pandemic, we haven't been able to do that. I mean, this time last year, not only was Celtic shit, there wasn't any fans in stadiums. And I think that really... that Well, I mean, the season was ruined anyway because of how bad we are, but the fact that there was no fans just added to that. I mean, if there was fans this season, if there was no fans this season and look, we were still doing what we're doing, I mean, it, it would still be fantastic, but it would be slightly taking away for the fact that there was no fans and wouldn't be able to go and celebrate after big Celtic wins and stuff. So, I mean, if we didn't win the Scottish Cup, even though I do think we will, and we did go on to win the league, I mean, it would still be a, a great season because we'd be back winning the league, back where we belong in the Champions League. Hopefully the only Scottish team in the Champions League. But uh, no, it's different because sixteen seventeen was like a sort of a freak season really because what team's ever going to like, be in the Champions League, which we were that season, although we didn't do that good. We didn't do that against my city. Win the treble and be unbeaten. I mean, that's never going to happen again. So I think 16-17 maybe just slightly gets the edge, but it's sort of hard really because football's completely different for them because of the, the pandemic. That's sort of changed everything to do with football. Instead of talking about what's happened, let's think about the game on Sunday now. John, it's going to be a difficult game. I, I know we've beat them we, We've beat them twice now and it's been very different victories, hasn't it? We absolutely battered them in February and then a couple of weeks ago we grinded out the result, but we never looked that much in border in the second half. We sort of contained Rangers. We didn't need to do that back in February. So it was two very different wins. And that's what's good about the Celtic team, how they can mix it up. I don't really know how Sunday's going to go, but what I do know is that it's going to be a difficult game. And, you know, as a proper Celtic fan, yes, I did watch Rangers last night. And John, they were, unfortunately, very good. Well, I know, but I think we're better than Braga. And, uh, I mean... They still get took the extra time by 10 men. I mean, I don't want to give Rangers very much credit at all, really, for obvious reasons, but I suppose they have done well to get to the, the semi-final of the Europa League where our European performances are just crap, basically. I mean, we've talked about that before. I don't really want to dwell on that again. But, I mean, I heard that they did play well when I was being bitter with my, unfortunately, Rangers chums that I was speaking to yesterday. Well, earlier on, they said they were good, but... It'll be a different game, really, because I think it'll be a different game for the other two just because it's a cup game. Especially if Rangers score first, I think they'd maybe be liable to sit back, which they couldn't. They didn't get a chance to when we beat them 2-1 eh, the other week because we get that goal right away. So I think if they get the first goal, they'd be liable to maybe 
eventually sort of sit back and try and make it difficult for us to break down and maybe try and hit us in the break. Whereas I think, as Ange says, our like, style of play won't change, even though we'll need to make a personnel change up front. And I think that really that game down like, could affect them. I mean, I, I expect they'll, they'll start. I think we'll need to be careful at the start because I think they'll start up for it because they'll still be hyped for the win last night. So I wouldn't surprise me if they started sort of similar to they did at Ibrox a couple weeks ago. So we need to make sure that we don't like give away an early goal again. But no, I mean, I think that we'll we'll try and match them as well by going what Andrew's saying today. So I think the start will be sort of 100 miles an hour stuff, like both teams going to tell each other. I think we're all hoping that eventually the game the last night, the 120 minutes, will eventually tell and we'll be able to take advantage of that with the extremely fast attacking players that we've got. I mean... Okay, we won't have GG, but we can give Rangers big problems with other players that we've got. But I do think I do agree with you. It'll be a hard game, but I mean, I, I'm still sort of confident that Celtic are more than good enough to get the win. But I think the start will be uh, I'll be interesting because I really think both teams will go 100 miles an hour. But I don't know if Rangers will be able to maintain that after playing 120 minutes, and they didn't make. I don't think they made any subs until like the the last 10 minutes. So. I think that's got to tell eventually. Hopefully it will. A lot of teams, John, seem to sit off them and just get overwhelmed by their fast starts and their chaotic football and their long diagonals and their constant crossing. I was bragging last night, but like, you know, Red Star and Dortmund were the same. Whereas I think we've actually seen what they're capable of. We know what to expect. We know what they're going to do. And as you saw when they scored the opening goal against us a couple of weeks ago, we still just played the football. We didn't get caught up and let the crowd sort of scares or anything, we didn't let the players get in, our, get in our faces and try and bully and intimidate us. That's what a lot of the teams that they've played in this run seem to have done. They've just went to pieces whenever Rangers go 1-0 up or they just start so fast. Whereas we seem to have sort of learned a lesson from when they did that at Ibrox. And I don't think we're going to get caught out like that ever again against them. With us, we play to our strengths. I think essentially that's what we'll be going in our favour on Sunday. And that's what Angie's always said, isn't it? It's not about what other teams do, it's about what we do. And it's about us playing to our strengths. And I think if we do that, and there's no doubt about it, John, that we've got it well within us to win. But I do think it is going to be difficult. It's going to be a tight game. Where do you think, John, it's going to be won? Everybody says midfield and everything, right? But I genuinely think that, obviously, I mean, that goes without saying. But see, up front, if you can pin back Tavernier, and I think it's going to definitely be Barisic because he played last night. It'll be either Goldson and Balgan or Goldson and Bassey um, at centre-half. And I just think, John, if we take the game to them and we just stretch them with Jota, Abada and Maeda, just that, you know, nearly 15, 20 minutes, we could get some amount of joy. There's not a lot of teams that have taken the game to them from what I've seen. But when we do it, they just can't cope with it, as we saw in February and in the first half couple of weeks ago. I think up front it's going to be really important for us. I mean, if you look at what uh, Dyson did in that game at Ibrox, he didn't really do a lot except run and he caused them all sorts of problems. And he might be playing as a striker this time and I think he'll cause them loads of problems with his pace and how quick he is and his, like, just determination. And I mean, you've got Kyogo as well, who... And said that he wasn't ready to play 90 minutes or 120 minutes, but he's ready to play. So Kyogo's obviously going to be involved. He wasn't involved two, two weeks ago. He might not have scored last week when he came on for 15 minutes, but it was massive for us. I mean, he set up 
Uh, Abada's goal with that brilliant pass. He had a couple of chances himself, and I think he'll cause Rangers loads of problems. I mean, if you look back to the one game he's played against him, he really should have scored twice. He had that one that the goal he saved, and then he had the other one where he should have, he should have passed Christie. And I think that I don't think that Kyogo and Dyes no play at the same time because I think they'll probably a like for like swap. But whatever one starts, I mean, if you bring the other one on at 60 minutes I think, and just let them run, I think they'll cause Rangers loads of problems. And I genuinely think that this Celtic team knows what it takes to beat Rangers. And they're so good in Europe, especially compared to us. And we are just so bad in Europe in comparison. It's, so it's hard to tell, really, how good they are. But we seem to have the measure of them domestically. We've managed to turn around this lead they had at the top of the, the table. And we managed to beat them in two, as you say, two very different ways in the last two months. And I think with the attack and pace and threat we pose, we're just going to cause them all kinds of problems. If I can talk to you now about our lineup, I think the defence and the attack will the likely join chooses itself, doesn't it? You've got Joe Hart, Greg Taylor, CCV, Starfelt, JJ, and then up front, Abado on the right, Maeda through the middle, and Jota on the left. Midfield, what a selection headache it is for Ange, and it's it's a great problem. Does it go away? O'Reilly or Rogic now, I think we're going to both come to the same conclusion here, John, and be in agreement. You've got to have Callum McGregor in there, of course, and I think Real Hatati will go alongside him. I think he's going to go with Tom Rogic, just after the way that he controlled it in the first half and set the tone a couple of weeks ago. I know you're a fan too. O'Reilly was magnificent last weekend, and if he can come on and you know impress like that again and do the damage, maybe, what, 60 minutes in when they're tiring, even better. An amazing option to come off the bench and he's just going to be incredible. I think next season we'll see the best of him, John. But I think on Sunday, I'm just going to go with Rogic to start in midfield. I agree with all that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kyogo started, just judging by what he said today. Well, he says that Kyogo's like matching everybody in training. He's definitely ready to play. I think he, I wouldn't shock me if Kyogo started. He'll not play the whole game, no chance. It might be a sort of Hitati type of thing where he only plays at the first 60 minutes. But that could be enough. I expect it'll be uh, Dyson up front, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Kyogo. And that'd just be massive. Because as I said, he already showed in that 15 minutes last week that he's already looking back to near his best. And I really think that could be an option. I agree with you that I think it'll be Rogic and... I think Tombo will come on as well, definitely, at some stage, because, I mean, he's a bit unlucky not to be starting the now, but he can't really get in the team because the people in front of him are probably playing uh, better. So, I think it'll, I think it'll be the lineup you said, but, I mean, if when I look at the team at 1 o'clock on Sunday and Kyogo's starting, I wouldn't be surprised at all because, judging by what Ange said today, he's definitely ready to play, and I don't know. Do you think he might start? Possibly, I, I think coming on as an impact sub. I mean, if John, if you look at the reaction he got last weekend, you know, when he came on against St. Johnson, can you imagine like, the reaction he would get in, in the lift to the team if, you know, we were winning narrowly and he came on just to seal it? Or if we were indeed chasing the game and it was a stalemate, him just coming on, it would make all the difference for us. It would give us such a, a boost, a huge lift. And not only that, John, I mean, they would be terrified. They, could, they, they definitely feed him. 
in their defence, you know, having the majority of them played 120 minutes the other night, if they are like already been run ragged by Maeda, and then you've got Kyogo coming on, they'll just be looking up, going, when do we get a break? And then you've got Jota there as well, or a Bada. I think it's a great sort of psychological tool to have. It's a very handy weapon, but I think Kyogo will be an impact sub. You could do that with Maeda as well, like bring him on at 60 minutes possibly if Kyogo starts because I think he'd sort of do the same thing but he's running and causing Rangers problems I don't know it's a good problem to have I mean I I don't think as I said we'll be changing the team that differently with uh, GG no playing because if I mean if you look at the game against Livingston which we were on a panic about like GG didn't start that game and we still managed to like dominate and have a comfortable win okay Rangers are obviously better than Livingston but no, I mean, I think we can cope with no having him there, even though he's a big player, and I'd hope that next week, if he has fit, he's back in the team for Ross County. But no, I mean, it's good problems to have. Like, we've got two options to play up front that are both great players. We've got two guys that can play attacking midfield that are both great players. We've even got Turnbull, who scored nine goals this season and was, like, a mainstay, literally. Started every game before they get injured. He's going to be, like, on the bench as an option. So, I mean, we've definitely got the players available, even if they don't start, that can win the game. And do you know what I like today from Ange? I like today that when he wasn't having it, when Angel's been tired after playing the 120 minutes here, he was, you know, saying it from the angle that they're going to be buoyant and they're going to be very confident getting into the game and it'll give them a real adrenaline boost. He said that if Celtic don't go in with the right frame of mind and think that that's a weakness, they're going to get caught out. And I loved hearing that. The manager's just got all the bases covered, hasn't he? And you can definitely tell, John, that he's just not going to let this team be complacent whatsoever on Sunday. No, no chance. I mean, he'll know that Rangers will be up for it, especially at the start. And he's been about football long enough to know that it's going to be a hard game on Sunday and we'll need to be at our best and do what we've been doing for the last four or five, six months to, to get the win. And I think that, as I said before, I mean, what he said will be amplified, obviously, by a lot more of the players, and I feel there's no way that these players won't know what to do when they go on that pitch. I mean, obviously, it'll be a hard game, but they know what they do, and I think Ange will have them really up for it, and I don't know, Joe Hart, we'll just talk about this briefly, because I know we're going to finish him, but Joe Hart, I think, was talking about briefly the atmosphere, and it is really going to be different, because it's the first derby in a while that it's going to be a 50-50 split, and there's going to be lots of like away fans. Your first derby since the League Cup final 2019, and I think you're going to be there. So just briefly, to you, what are your thoughts on that? The fact that it's going to be like an old-fashioned Celtic Rangers game with 50-50 split. In the back of my mind, I'm always just like annoyed because it's at Hamden. You know how you know what I'm getting that, don't you? Because you've been there before and you've had the same sort of views as myself about Hamden. I I don't like it that much, and it really is a pain to get back up the back of the return for your right and. It'd be much more sensible. I mean, even the views at the stadium are pretty crappy. But we've got a lot of good memories there and hopefully we're going to have more on Sunday. We'll get our predictions in and then we'll go and we'll do an in-depth review after the game. So I'm going to say it's going to be a tight game. I do think it's going to be difficult. I think they'll be up for it. I reckon we will too. A quality will just shine through. And I think we're going to win 3 2. Uh, and with you, I think it'll be tight, especially at first. But I think, as you say, I think our quality will show in the end. And the fact that we've got players off the bench can make a big difference. And I think that whoever comes off the bench, either O'Reilly or Rogic or 
Dyson or Kyogo, whatever one of them that isn't starting. I think they'll make a big difference and I think we'll end up winning 3-1. Hopefully Celtic, John, can get the win and we can get through to the final and have yet more success under Ange at Hamden. We've already seen it before and the scenes back in December were fantastic. They'll be great in May too. So, everybody and John, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 107. John, you're not 100% again like myself. Cheers for coming on. You can get a well-earned rest. You don't need to do the review with me. I'll find someone else. How does that sound? That's fine. You can do the review with me if you want, but if you want to get spunk phone or somebody else, it's entirely up to you. But well done, Stevie, for getting through this. We'll have many coffin fits off mic. Don't know why I've not got a medal of honour yet. I'm sure that'll come. I'm sure that'll come. Right, so thanks to Stevie for hosting this episode and pulling through despite having a cough. And I also managed to do this episode, even though I've got a cold. Two heroes we are. So you can find us in all the usual places. You know where by now. All the podcast platforms. You can follow Stevie, his sensational tweets at GigPod. You can follow his even more sensational Instagram videos that are on GigPod. And Stevie, quickly, the competition, what's happening there? When are we going to announce the winner? Oh, yeah, that's right. I tell you what, um, I'll get time tonight. I'll get all the names into our laptop and I'll announce that before the game on Sunday. There you go. You get to win a phone case. so And they are sensational, so... That's something for the winner to look forward to. Right, so you can find us in all the usual places. You know where by now. We'll be back on Monday with the cup final review. Hopefully another day of celebration for Celtic. Um, We'll speak to you all then. Good luck to Celtic on Sunday and hail, hail. Podcast Network.